0: And welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Non-League Podcast with me, John Phipps and Matt Gerrard. Now, um, I'm running a little bit late for today's record for various reasons. And when I just said that to Matt, he told me he was going to listen to the Saturdays while he was waiting for me. So uh, how did you get on, Matt? Ego's my favourite. I don't know what yours is. Uh, Well,
1: you misread what I said because I was going to listen to the Saturday interviews that you kindly did. But I didn't know that. You sent me a picture of the Saturdays. I wouldn't know any Saturday song. If they come and slap me in the face.
0: So, um, no. Are they still going? Uh, I don't think so. No, they're all, most of them are on telly these days. Um, they've all done, I think three of them have done reality TV as well. So, I um, don't watch
1: in any of that rubbish.
0: No, no, I know you don't. So, they've certainly done the rounds anyway. So, Frankie Bridge is she's married to Wayne Bridge. Does that help you? Wayne Bridge? Yeah. He, her, his wife is one of the Saturdays.
1: What, what is she on
0: then? She did Strictly Come Dancing.
1: I went off Strictly Come Dancing, you know, because I didn't know any of the celebrities. And looking at the list of this other one, uh, yeah, even though I'd love to do Strictly Come Dancing, love to be able to dance like that, I've got off the programme. So did she do very well in that?
0: Uh, Yeah, she did quite well. She had a bit of dance training, though, didn't she? I was thinking, actually, now we've got a show on BBC Radio Kent, that is the first step to being on Strictly. So if the call comes, are you going to do it?
1: That is the only reality programme I would do. (laughs) no. I'm just a bloke from Broadstairs. Probably he's f- more famous than the list of people I saw before. But, I, yeah, it, it, that is the only um, reality. I don't really like the cooking ones because I don't like the two blokes who do it. So, um, uh, yeah, I would um, Yeah, I, I would do Strictly. There you go. I, if my agent, if I had an agent, he'd be doing that from now. That would, you could, I know you're a big Strictly fan, aren't
0: you? Uh, you be, goes,
1: the show and everything.
0: Well, we watch it, yeah. I, I don't... Um, I wouldn't say I'm a big Street fan, but I'd do it if the, if the call comes. You know, now we're now we're BBC personalities, mate, and looking at the list this year, like you say, we, we can't be too far off. So, um...
1: no, I, I would do that. I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a big fan. It annoyed me again. God bless his soul. I never really a big fan of Bruce Forsyth, so he used to annoy me a bit. So, um, okay, but then the other person, well, I'm talking myself out of actually going on Strictly now. <laughs> I don't really like um, Winkleman either. So there you go. But yeah. If you want me, I don't really like Winkleman, I've never really liked Forsyth. I'll do it, but probably you're not going to have me on if I'm saying things like that, are they?
0: Probably not, no. Um, apart from that I,
1: have, I that... I have been watching a uh, reality programme, my nine-year-old daughter likes this programme, and I, I don't mind it, Dress to Impress, have you heard of the programme called Dress to Impress? No. ITV2, didn't even know that existed on my television box beforehand. <laughs> I'm ITV4 I still football on that. Dress to impress. basically, um, a lot of younger people than me, mid-early 20s, go on a date, one person, and three people have to dress these people, so, and my nine-year-old absolutely loves this programme, and I've been quite watching it, and I quite enjoy it, but again, the one thing that frustration comes out of it, nobody wears socks anymore, and that is my biggest bug bet, and the trousers are too too short, and and nobody wears socks. Uh, you know what is going on with the world. That's, that's, so I wouldn't do just. Well, I'm married, so I wouldn't do just
0: to impress. But I quite like that one. Okay, excellent. Well, um, we've got a very busy show this week, so unfortunately, I may have to wrap up the dress to impress chat now. What, what a shame! Um, ITV two six o'clock. I think it is. Excellent. Okay. Good stuff. I'll remember to be out when that's on. Um, it's our 48th episode this week of the Kent Norley podcast and um, I looked it up earlier on and apparently it, it's a number that means you're determined to prosper in Chinese numerology, which uh, I think given that we've got four interviews in this week's show, all of whom are in the FA Cup this weekend, I think that's quite appropriate, don't you Matt? Yeah, I was trying to
1: think of a number, 48, my mum was born 47, so no, nothing's really accepted exactly in 48, I'm still still five years short of that, so 48, you know, we're coming up to the Half century soon, John. Wow, what a momentous
0: occasion that will be. Yeah, I think maybe we should have some sort of uh, special episode for our half century. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll give it some thought and we'll try and do something clever in a couple of weeks' time. we're going to start this week's show in the Bostick South East League, where I met, saw my first ever game in the Bostick South East League on Saturday. I popped down to Sorters Lane. Um, I was still wearing my shorts then, uh, looking out the wi- window at the moment in the weather. And I can't really believe I was wearing shorts four days ago. Um, Were well, you wearing
1: socks with your shoes? Or you might be wearing sandals, for all I
0: know. I was wearing flip-flops, so... Well, I hope you
1: weren't wearing socks, and that's no. probably the only time you can not wear socks.
0: Exactly. Um... And yeah, so I went along to that game and it was a frustrating one for Seven Oaks who obviously made it three wins, uh, three games, no wins, no points in fact in the in the Bostic League, after they were beaten 3-1 by Ray Turner's Faversham. Um the game was over inside ten minutes really because Faversham scored two early goals. Um and both the goals, as you'll hear me say to Mickey Collins uh in a moment, I was just sitting there saying, just get rid of it, just get rid of it. Um and Harry Goodry got the first goal. Um, the second goal was scored by Jack Harris. Goodyear then got a third early in the second half, a late consolation for Seven Oaks, but that wasn't really too much to give them much to smile about. And after the game, I caught up with both managers. And we'll hear first from Seven Oaks Town boss, Mickey Collins. And um, you'll hear he, he's already finding that there's a, a gap between the scaffold where they've come from and where they are now. Another league game with, with no points. Yeah. Concerned,
2: upset, annoyed, frustrated—a bit of everything, really. I think you know you you, you plan it. You have put a lot of effort in behind the scenes to to try and go somewhere and, and put in a performance, and then you capitulate in the first ten minutes with really poor defending. You know what? <laughs> Sometimes you have got to pay the other team credit, and you have got to say fair play because they you know, do a number on you. Um, but you just can't legislate for that. And, and you know we had the same on Monday with Hastings. Gave a good account of ourselves against a very very good side. But we give away three sloppy goals. We work on it Thursday, we look at it, we, you know, we analyse it, we go through it. And then there we go again. We're in the same, you can't come back at this level. You can't, you know, it's not going to happen at 2-0. Um, so, yeah, disappointed. Disappointed. And um, But food for thought, you know, it's early days for us. So, you know, 35 goals, games to go. And um, we, we need to knuckle down a little bit. So, they're things I'll have to address.
0: Both the first two goals, I just thought, just get rid of it. You know, it, 100%. Was, it was you know that that seemed to be the problem, mm. and, and I guess when
2: you've lost your, your previous league mm. games, it's hard to to come back from two 0 down so early. I think the thing is with it, you know that at any level of football, you, you you've got to ease yourself into the game. You're away from home, you've got to have a look at the opposition. You've got to be physically strong. You've got to be, you know you've got to clear your lines, and you have just got to make sure you get through the first ten. If you get something out of it, great. But you actually got to ease yourself into a game. That's the level, and. Um, you know what, we've used the word naive, but I don't actually use that. I just don't think it was good enough. And um, I say, it needs addressing, it will be. And um, we need to improve, otherwise it's going to be a very, very long season at the moment.
0: It was a bit of an odd game, because on another day you could have won it, on another game you could have conceded six or seven.
2: Yeah, do I, I, you know what, you know, well, we had a certain way we wanted to play, and, and I thought we'd done that, and I thought we'd played some attractive football, and we kept the boy in the middle of the park and moved them around. But, you know, goals are won on games. Uh, sorry, games are won on goals, and... and um, you know what, well, until the last moment we've nicked a goal, but we've nicked one. And I thought we've done well and then we got to the final third and we didn't really penetrate enough. And, you know, it's um, another three points gone. And, um, in my, my opinion, a, a poor defensive performance.
0: Generally, what's the step up been like from the Southern Counties East League to, to the Bostick so
2: far? It's, for me, standard wise, it's about the fact that, the, you know what, you make a mistake, you get punished. That's the difference in levels. And some of them are finding that out. And some of them will find out they're not cut out to be at this level. And um, it's, it's one of those. But, you know what, it's, it's a learning curve for us. We've got to be on the ball better. You know what, I, I was really pleased with the way we tried to play football today. That was great. You know, it was refreshing to watch. And, um, but for no end product. And, um, you know what, you start got, got to start getting points on the board. Because otherwise, it's a, as I say, it's a long season. Um, but, you know what, we're fighting on other fronts. We've got the FA Cup next week. We need to be you know disciplined for that against Ramsgate. And I thought today was the first game that we actually didn't really run people close I didn't think we did today I'll be honest I didn't and I give them credit for that but um the other two Horsham 2-1 and Hastings 3-2 both of them could have gone either way um I didn't think that could today I didn't think I think at 2-0 if we hadn't have made a stupid mistake by putting up the worst wall I've ever seen in my life um I think the building council would probably tell you to take that down um you know what again you can't legislate for that
0: you actually preempted my next question, which obviously you are doing alright in the FA Cup. You had two two got through two rounds already. Rams get away next Saturday, that's gonna be a, a, a tricky
2: tie, but you know, you'll you go there and you'll be alright, willn't you? Feel, feel confident? Yeah, listen, I, I felt confident before today and you, and you know what? Even even at 2-0 down you think, do you know what, if we can get the next goal and make it two one and score before half time, I our fans just to come out and have a go. Because you know what, we do move the ball well and we are fit and, and I think it showed, but you know what, again, you've come away and and that's the difference. That is the difference in levels. You could probably do that in the scaffold and probably have a poor performance, make a couple of defensive mistakes, but still go and get three, four goals. That ain't going to happen at this level
0: and the FA Cup is important though isn't it and, and you know it all helps the club coffers and, and, and a good run in it does put, put you on the map a bit more we
2: just well. n- yeah and, and we need confidence and that's the bit and you know what we, you know, we lost to Horsham and then we went down to Folkestone and had a great result against the full stream Folkestone side to beat them 3-1 we were excellent on the night you know what? and then we go FA Cup keep a clean sheet and you think here we go and then all of a sudden you lose to Hastings and then today it's just another kick, kick in the nuts but um, it's one of those things
0: Obviously, I'd, I'd forgotten before I saw you today that you are currently uh, stricken yourself. Uh, how are you getting on with your injury? Yeah, it's
2: good. I'm seven weeks into an Achilles rupture, but um, I'm back at the hospital tomorrow, so we see where we are. They didn't operate, so they said I was too old and not going to be an athlete anymore, which probably devastated me more than anything. Um, so it's, it's killed it. I'd, I thought I'd have a comeback in me, but obviously that's not the case. Um, but on, the, on you're the plus...
0: enough off the rest, I suppose.
2: Well, I don't do that anymore <laughs> anyway. I'm one, I haven't got the energy. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was for a, it was a charity thing, so it was for a hospice, which was fantastic. We raised loads of money. All I would like to add is that I did score before I got injured, so, and there was no one within twenty yards of me when I went down. But yeah, it's a long it's a long term thing in Achilles. I've had one go before, and that was a year. So um, yeah, it's not great. It's not much fun. It's a bit of a hobble round wife's really not happy about it because of the little bell that I've got to ring her and make her run around the house she's um getting a bit fed up with that so uh yeah it's one of those but we're dealing with it it's fine it's just it's a bit of a shame because I'm not on the training ground with the boys because I can't be really so that's a bit sad but Wilf does a great job so um yeah it's just you know little old seven oaks have got to pick themselves up dust themselves down and we've got to go again and um you know what it's important we do that and it's important that the boys realize that it is a tough league but um you know, there are some positives. I was quite positive about certain things today. And
0: just finally, you, you know, you, you, you're not something that you're scared of yet at this level and, and you've got every confidence that 7 can compete and, and get themselves at the table. I've
2: no doubt about it, you know. And we've, you know, we've put things together thinking, you know, maybe we're, not, you know, we're strong enough in that position and probably today you're looking at thinking we need to strengthen here and there and it's come early. Um, as I say, there's a long way to go and... Um, No, no, no. I I don't have a problem. I think we'll be fine. I just think we've got to find our feet and it's one of those things. We've just got to stop a run and and get some points on the board and then I think we'll be OK. And today wasn't our day. And as I say, if we hadn't conceded in the first 10 minutes, I think it might have been a different game. Mickey Collins there injured,
0: Matt. Obviously, I'd forgotten that he did his his Achilles when he was playing in in that game back in July. But um, I'm sure he's a very frustrated man by how things have started for them because they had such high hopes.
1: Yeah, I think it's a disappointing start to them. Um, I thought they could be one of the sides who could maybe on the outskirts of the class. I don't know if any have three games gone, but what he's saying there defensively, they look a little bit um, out of shape, a little bit. When you saw that clearing the ball, and again he mentioned about the the the, the wall, and maybe um, they need to be switched on a little bit more from that. And coming against sides, you you got players when you, from Fabersham who've played at that level for a long time. I don't know how many of the seven eight players have played at this level, so maybe it is at a bit of a a step up and they've got to look into that. But again, it only works if you're working on the training ground. But I'm sure Mickey Collins he knew it, will be a you know, a, a, a uphill to that. but I think listening to that, what he said there, he probably thought it could have been a little bit easier. And But again, his players have got to perform on the pitch, as all managers do from this point of view. You know, he can tell them what to do, but if they're not doing the basics, you're going to have issues.
0: Yeah, I think that was his, his biggest frustration, because obviously we had a chat as well, and, and he could just tell that he... Th- you know, he knows his team can cut out those mistakes, but they've just got to get rid of them early doors because otherwise it's going to be it's going to be a long, hard season for them. And obviously they're not the only team with no points so far in the league, but, but he wants to get that monkey off his back. Obviously, they've got the cup this weekend and we're going to talk more about the cup in depth later on. But a game against another team at that level away from home, probably not the ideal fixture for Mickey Collins this weekend.
1: No, Ramsgate, but you know, Ramsgate can be hot, can be cold, really. So it's a tough game. They're probably not going to go there as favourites. Ramsgate will be favourites to get to the second qualifying round. So, um, so it's a tough one. But if they start well, you know, if you go into a game and you're 2-0 down after 10 minutes, it's an absolute uphill start for them, minute. So they need to start a little bit better. The pressure will be on to Ramsgate, because Ramsgate, I don't think the cup performance has been too good of late, and they'll be desperate to get through. But again, work, do the basics. And maybe try and get, you know, if they can get a replay back there, then it's a different kettle of fish on their artificial
0: pitch at their, their home ground. Yeah, and we'll move on and talk about Faversham now. It's the first time I've seen Favisham for a year, actually, and, and I was I was impressed because they've got good players throughout their team. They've got experience, they've got youth, um, they've got Jack Harris. You'll hear Ray Turner's thoughts on the squad shortly, but looking at their side and how they performed on Saturday, I think Faversham could be a team on the sly... To watch out for this year.
3: Um, pretty comfortable win that one, wasn't it? I think so. I don't know if there's, you know, it's, it's never easy getting any points in this league. But I think the way we started particularly and um, yeah, the way we played as well, I thought we created numerous chances in the first half and possibly a little bit disappointed we didn't come in more than a couple up. Um, more of a controlling half, second half, um, but we still created chances there. A little bit disappointed we've conceded. But it's early in the season, and I think um that slow builds important, and just getting points on the ball is important before two cup games this week.
0: That was what I was going to say, I mean obviously I guess you were disappointed at the end that you didn't quite hang on for that clean mm. sheet because it's always nice to get a clean sheet isn't it
3: yeah, it's just a psychological thing, I think you know I think on the whole we've defended well today, and you know it's uh, you'd like your keeper and your back forward just to get habits and good habits, and we've not quite managed it today, but as I say, I think I think we've put the game to bed much earlier than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, two early goals, two goals in what the first ten minutes or so. That that puts you a, a, on the front foot against a team who haven't got a point yet this season as well. You know, you, you must have been pretty pleased at that
2: stage.
3: Yeah, it, it's important to start well. It's, it's, it's you know, we played an FA Cup tie recently and we started off so well in that game, and it gets you an opportunity to control the game. Um, we weren't able to do that against Ashford because they got the early goal against us last last week on Monday rather. So, yeah, we was able to pretty much control the tempo of the game, and that's important. and um, yeah, relatively comfortable. There's more to come from this side, I think, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it develops.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, genuinely, the last couple of years you, you've kind of tailed off a little bit from where you were. But looking at your side today, you've got experience, you've got youth, you've got you've got plenty for you, going for you. Haven't you?
3: Yeah, I, it's, it's taken a lot of hard work, as you know. Any putting assembling any squad at this level is difficult, and um, but in general, I think we've got good characters, and um, there's a good experienced spine to the side as you can see and that will only help the younger players we've got as well, so there's some, there's some there's some talent here, there's some good characters here and as I say, I think we, in theory should get better as the pitches get softer because I think we've got those sort of players that will 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 make it hard to play against if you see what I mean.
0: Taking like your captain off and he's on a hatchery is, it, is, yeah. is that the good characters that you like, was he, was he alright with that? Because obviously he's not getting younger is he?
3: No <laughs> tough to be honest, that's my decision and uh, he's going to have to get on with it, but um, no, he had a little knock, and as I say, we've got a busy week coming up, and I felt at that point that that we weren't going to lose it from that position, or or even get pegged back from that position. So, and again, we've got players. You know, Ashley wasn't fit today, but there's players that are on the bench this year that we can we can bring on, and I'm more than happy to bring on.
0: And see alongside him, you've got Jack Harris, and we yeah. all know about Jack. He's he's been up and he's been down, but yeah. if you can get him fit and firing, then what a player you've got at this level.
3: Yeah, he's the one I'm most pleased about today because. He's had to take a few knocks, and um, there's a few doubters out there that can, he's an easy target, because he's a big lad, and obviously, you know, it takes a while for him to get fit, but I can't speak highly enough of him, he's, he's training so hard, he showed today, I thought I thought possibly he should have got man of the match today, um, he, he was that good, he was involved in everything, his work rate was fantastic, and, um, you know, this was his club in a, in a way, I mean, we took him, I took him from Maidstone as a youngster, and probably made his name in some respects in terms of the goals he got here and, and what he did for the team. And um, I think he's comfortable here and I, I think we've got a, a really good player. Like you said, uh, there's a few more percent to go on his fitness side, but he's not far away. Obviously, you've got the League, uh, the league Cup Tuesday, but Saturday is obviously a big game and, and Worthy and they're doing well in the
0: league above, aren't they? So it's going to be a, yeah. a tough time, probably not the ideal one that you would have wanted out of the hat.
3: No, it's not. It's not the easiest draw. Um, I remember pulling Tunbridge out, I think, the same time last year. We managed to win here. I think the critical thing for me was it's here at home. I think, had it been on their their 3G, I think we'd have been very much second favourites. But I think we can give anyone a game here. And um, as I said to the boys, if there's any football gods out there, then, then we're due a result against Worthing after the playoff final.
0: <laughs> of course. And just generally looking at the season, you know, it's obviously 1st of September now. What would make a successful season for you?
3: Uh, it's, it's very early but I think I think the league's very tough now and um, you know everyone's spending money there's no point beating about the bush everyone is um, but I'd like to get the club back in the top ten back back in that area where we're competing against against the best sides again and um And I think we can look forward to a good season. And if we can add a good cut run with it, then that's a bonus.
0: It's nice having all these Kent teams as well in the league. Obviously, the league's a little bit smaller, so you've not been stacked out with having games Saturday, Tuesday. So I guess you're all feeling the benefit of that. And having all these Derby games is really good, isn't it?
3: I think it's great for the supporters. I think you'll see Gates. I think our Gates have been good um, since we've come back. Um, It's great for them. yeah, I mean, we haven't really felt the effects of just playing Saturdays at the moment because we're still playing sort of midweek and, and League Cup games and things like that and Kent Senior Cup games. But I think as the season goes off, in theory, you should get better quality games because, you know, you're not you're not flogging these players to death midweek all the time. So, in theory, I think the supporters will see better games.
0: Uh, Ray Turner there, Matt. He's... Uh, he seemed quite positive about it all. You know, he's been there a long time. He's a long-serving manager at this level. And his side have made an OK start, not a perfect start, but an okay start and that was a, a good win for them on Saturday and as I say I was impressed.
1: I think that is a good win. Uh, a Marker as well, was first, probably since 2016 when they lost in the playoffs I haven't had a really good run of it so he's had to rebuild a squad and some stages you thought maybe his job will be on the line no, but he's stuck with it talk's always a good thing and, he's, and you mentioned there, a mixture of youth and experience could be absolutely crucial at this division. Lovely man Ray and you know, he's Faversham through and through. So, I'm, I'm hoping it can be a better season for them. They can look to the playoffs and get through. And you mentioned their firepower. Jack Harris, I know
0: you've always been a bit of a secret fan of him, haven't you? I have, because I've kind of followed his career quite closely. Cause obviously, he was at Tunbridge Wells, and then he went up to Maidstone. That was a step too far for him. Then he sort of dotted around a bit. I was, he was at Faversham. I remember seeing him score goals for He Went to Hyde for a little bit. Then he went to Hastings. And, and he hasn't really settled. He was back at Tunbridge Wells last season. But... As I said to Ray there, when you've got him fit and firing, he's a hell of a player at this level.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe Ray's that kind of manager. who can put his arm around him and say, right, let's score. score goals for me before. Let's do it again. And I think he was pleased when we didn't get on the score sheet, did he? But he mentioned him that he thought he was a man of that performance. He can become a talisman, man. Big, strong centre forward, like a lot of sides need. You know, He he should be able to get you 15, 20 goals at that level. And confidence can do that. And he get back to his level. How old is he now? How old do you reckon he is?
0: He must be 23, 24, something like that. So, so yeah, so he's he been around, around long. a
1: long time at this level. So he's a good age and maybe raised a man to get the best out of him. So, yeah, I, 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 I like great club for Abisham as well. Really um, good club. Good result for them there.
0: Massive game for them this weekend, though. Yeah, Worthing. I mean, he he obviously touched on it there, and, and mm. that you look at the league table. Obviously, Worthing had a terrible start last year, um, but this year they're in and around the playoff places in the league above. But it's one of those, and we'll be discussing teams in this situation later run, But where's the pressure on Favisham this weekend? There isn't any, is there? No,
1: everybody expects Worthing doing well in the um, Devon Premier League, get it? Devon Boston Premier League. So they put it out. And he mentions, uh, I like that sort of thing football gods, aren't they? Were, they lost 3 0 in that play. I think they have 3 0 down after about 20 minutes. So the game was over pretty early on when they get promoted. And they've got to that level and couldn't go to the next one, could they? So if the footballing gods are with them, it'll be really up for that. And again, they beat Sunbridge last season, as you mentioned in that interview as well. So why not? They've done it from size before. And I think they'll have that excellent um impetus to try and get knockout worth in. So it should be an interesting game. And they're at home as well. What you alluded to there, going to their place could be a little bit difficult.
0: Yeah, um, in the Bostic South East, elsewhere, Cray and VCD still have 100% records after they beat East Grinstead Town and Three Bridges, respectively. Uh, Witswell got their first points by beating Ashford United and ending their 100% start. Thamesby beat Sitting 5 4 in an absolute thriller. Hythe won at Haywards Heath, but Phoenix went down at Hastings. Herne Bay lost to Greenwich Borough, and Ramsgate were beaten away to Guernsey. Um, in the Bostic Premier League, Angels did concede a goal, Tunbridge Angels, but they are still at the top of the table after beating and we can get in Finchley. Uh, Margate, though, lost at home again to Lewis, uh, while early kane Rowland goal gave Folkestone the spoils at Bishop Stortford. And as we've already said, the FA Cup this weekend for all of our Bostic teams that are still in it. Um, Cray face a replay at Russell on Wednesday night, um, but then on Saturdays, Burgess Hill against Folkestone, Hyde against Tunbridge, Margate against Horndean, Fabersham against Worthing, Leatherhead against Herne Bay, Moneyfields against Thamesmead, Phoenix against Lansing, Ramsey against Seven Oaks, we've already heard. City born against Gosport and Whitstable versus Bogan and Regis. Um, I think there's only really one tie we can pick out there, can't we? Matt, the standout Hyde against Tunbridge should be a, an absolute cracker.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good game from that. Both sides started the season pretty well. Tunbridge Angels unbeaten, going to see their first goal of the weekend. Hyde good at home, and I remember seeing Hyde knocked Dover out a couple of seasons down there. Once those fans can get going. Uh, they can really get behind them. That will be an absolute cracking tie down there. So, uh, I think that is the standout. So, uh, talking about Margate, John, I am hearing from my various sources that an ex-Premier League striker is trialling with them and he's happy to pay to play without pay as well. I won't name names to, from that, but I'm sure if you're a Margate fan, you can work that out. But uh, an ex-Premier League striker is happy to play for Margate. I think they're going to give him a trial, but... They could be lining up with a, a Premier League striker. I Don't know if he'll play in the FA Cup, but um, he could be doing because they have had problems scoring goals. I think Freddie Conley missed a penalty the weekend, didn't
0: he? I assume that's the ex-Margate, uh, the ex-Premier League striker who I saw pictured at Hartsdown Park a couple of weeks ago. Maybe from the area, yes.
1: That could well be the case, yes. So, but I, that's what I've heard. He's, he's keen to give something back, and uh, Margate could be the, uh, the place where he can do it. So, but thirty-three years old. really apart from giving his name away, but you can. Uh, he could be, uh, yeah, could be a decent signing for
0: him. That'd be fantastic, especially at, at, at that age. Um, you know, it's not as if it's someone trying to get a last payday and, and going on 33s, no no age for a, for a striker. And, and uh, you know, I think that that would be fantastic if they can get that one. Over the line, elsewhere in the FA Cup, we've still got three teams from the Southern Counties East League um, in the competition. Beckenham are at home to Walton Casuals, who are struggling in the... Uh, Evo Stick's Southern Premier Division, which they're in now after being promoted last year. Um, and we're going to hear from the two other managers who are in the Southern Counties East League who are still going strong. So, first of all, um, Corinthian are still in the in the competition. They're at home to Horsham on Saturday. And here's their manager, Michael Golding. Yeah, I think it's been a, a positive start. Obviously, the opening uh, day defeat against Chatham was disappointing. Um, without making excuses, uh, we had five players missing, three through suspension, uh,
4: from the end of last year, which was their own fault and our own fault, and uh, two on holiday. But they, they were too good for us on the day. Um, but since then, we've, we've strengthened uh, defensively in terms of not personally, we've got the same team, um, but we've worked hard on the defensive side of our game, although certainly results, fish should suggest otherwise. Um, but yeah, I think all in all, it's been really good in the league, and then obviously the FA Cup's always a bonus. Um, there's no pressure or expectation on us from the club. Um, to get through rounds that doesn't make a difference to us, and it's obviously just what the boys want to achieve and what we want to do. And we said to the boys that we still wanted to be in the FA Cup at the start of September and as long as we can in September, and, and we've achieved that.
0: So, Saturday's game against Horsham's is a, a bit of a bonus for us, and um, we'll go into it as underdogs, but we'll give it a good crack. But you'll be confident because obviously that result you had at Chipstead, I mean, that's a fantastic result, and that's certainly one that made me look and say, Well, that's a brilliant result for Corinthian.
4: Yeah, it was, a re- it was a good game. They. Um, strong going forward, they've got some big boys, big physical um, lads in their side. Um, um, but we, we deserved it, I felt. I mean, they probably had more possession, we both hit the bar. Um, but we took our chance in the second half when it came and we, we defended well for the last 10-15 minutes. Um, but like I say all the time, our boys, um, they deserve more credit than what we get for the league that we're in um, and for what we generally try and achieve and what the boys do achieve.
0: Obviously, Corinthian are are probably one of the smaller clubs in the scaffold, but this league is absolutely wide open this season, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I think there's two or three um, that will consider themselves the favourites, and I think the rest of us are looking at to push away that, obviously, the Chathams, Beckham and Craig Valley would probably be my three that, if you're finishing above them, you'll be at the top of the table. Um, But then after that, everyone's probably backing themselves. Um, uh, and we certainly, we certainly back what we do and we certainly feel if we have a good season and we're consistent uh, and we stay away from injuries then there's no reason
0: why we can't have a good season Obviously people may not know too much about Corinthian as a club and, and, and your team so tell me a little bit about them
4: um, So they were formed in 1972 um, it's a family run club um, we don't have a budget um, at all So what we do is we have a lot of young players coming to us and through our youth teams. We have a very, very good youth system here. Um, And we have a core of older players that have played a few games at other clubs and have come to us for whatever reason to enjoy their football. We have very nice facilities. um, And and they help the young players out. And the young players prosper because of the experienced players. And the experienced players get the young players to do their running. and, and, And it seems
0: to be a relatively good job. And you say obviously that you haven't got a budget, so that the money from the cup run that comes in, what does that do? Does that just go into the club coffers and keep the club going off the off the sit or behind the scenes? Yeah, so
4: we, we don't see any of it in terms of to the players. Um, we went to Holland last year on a preseason tour, a pre-season tour. Um, so what the club have said to us is that any money that we do generate from the FA Cup and the Vars run um, will go towards another tour next year at the end of the season for the boys Uh, and then there's stuff like we've had brand new football this year track suits. so it's just Counting the cost of that, really, but like I say, the boys don't get anything. I'm sure the club will treat us to go-karting or to something like that just before Christmas, depending on how well we do. Um, and last year, we, had, we, had, we got knocked out in both the FA Cup and the bars in the first round, so it was really bad last year. So we've put a lot of emphasis on the, the Cup competitions this year to do better, uh,
0: and I'm just glad that we have. Yeah, it's, it's a funny thing, isn't it, that the Cups are right at the start of the season, so you do kind of have to hit the ground running if you want to have a good Cup run. Yeah, it was better
1: this year in terms of we actually had one league game or two
4: league games before um, the FA Cup game. Last year we played deal on the very first game of the season. Uh, and we always feel as a team that tries to pass the ball. Uh, the more games we play, the more competitive games we play, the more we get into our stride. So to go straight into cup games is quite difficult and that, again not so much for us because we, we don't have the pressure of having to win budgets, but for a lot of clubs, the pub games at the start of the season does put a lot of pressure on them. Uh, and, and maybe that's fading into our hands with the likes of Canterbury and, and Chipsy
0: that we've beaten so far. And obviously, Horsham on Saturday, the, the big game, you're at home. Um, I suppose you're, you're just really looking forward to the day. They're obviously a division above, but a chance for your players to go out there and play without any pressure? It, it is
4: exactly that. There is no pressure on our boys. Um, what we've achieved in basic terms what we wanted like I said staying in the FA Cup until September that's an achievement for the club um, we'll be massive underdogs we went and watched them last week we've got reports on them um, we, we know how tough it's meant to be but as always it's FA Cup anything can happen on the day and as it proved against ships it, if we take our chances Adel- and when they come then they're like, I'll always back our boys to do well and it's just
0: luck on the day Matt they don't pay their players a penny and they're getting ready to get up to face Horseshoe in the FA Cup. What what a story that is, and what a great start to the season!
1: Again, six thousand pounds for the winners at this round of the competition. So it's going to be tough for them. But yeah, I think that that's what football is all about. Uh, he seems a really down to earth manager. Gets the players in, looks to, to build them on. But yeah, brilliant. No budget. See what they can do. And. I think you came out with a stat it was about thirty. Is it
0: twenty-five years the first last time they've been at this level? Wasn't my stat. It was FA Cup fact file, of course. Twenty-four oh, years, I think, it fact. is the last time um, that they got in there. But what I loved about that was he said, "Well, you know, we'll use the money to buy some tracksuits or something." Uh, last year we went to France for a bit of pre-season tour. I'd imagine if they get it for another couple of rounds, they'll be going to Las Vegas for the summer, won't they? <laughs> I have to say, a go
1: kart before Christmas—brilliant! You have just gotta love lower league football from that point of view. Well. 6,000, what, what it be 12,000 the next round, well, what an achievement that will be? So fingers crossed they can do it. It's going to be tough for them, but, you know, again, like, uh, this sort of thing, you know, they look at these games, you know, they're not just going to turn up and play against them, they're not going to watch, etc. like that. And the preparation, he's not getting any money in, and the work that goes involved in this, you have to give them absolutely maximum respect. And, and that will probably be the first result I look for at the weekend if they can beat Horstham, awesome. and fingers crossed that they're really I hope they can do it and what a fantastic achievement that
0: will be. Yeah, and obviously they did have an FA Vars replay on Tuesday night against Fisher, which they won uh, 3-2 Corinthian. And I was invited to go to that game personally uh, by Michael. But um, as I had to be up and in Tunbridge Wells at five o'clock this morning, I unfortunately couldn't make it. But like you say, really down-to-earth chap. And we had a bit of a phone call to and fro yesterday because I called him uh, he was obviously at work. He called me back, and I was at a crucial stage of making a steak and stilton pie, um, so I couldn't. No, ab- no
1: this talent you had from.
0: Oh, I know. I couldn't abandon. <laughs> I couldn't abandon my pie, and uh, did he this did end. Can I up- ask
1: about the pie? Is that a full pie or just a crust?
0: It was just a crust, um, but Michael did say that he would had no doubts. I'd mention on here how it went, and I can say it was okay. Um, the 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 pastry didn't really stick too well. Um, this, the feeling was quite runny, but we both had a fair portion last night. Neither of us have been unwell and we're just about to have the rest of my lunch today. So um, all good on the pie steaks at the moment.
1: On the cheese front, I'm not a big fan of Stilton. So I, I, I'd, have, I'd have thrown it back in your face, if not for me, son, in a nice
0: way. Well, you're not coming round my house for dinner anytime time soon. <laughs> sorry, um, yes. Sorry,
5: yep, sorry.
0: The other team from the Southern Counties East, East still in the FA Cup is Irith Town, who won their replay by four goals to one on Monday night against Loxwood having hit five against Arundel in the FA Vars on Saturday uh, we spoke to him last year we spoke to the manager Adam Woodward and uh, I caught up with him again on Tuesday following that win uh, Stedman Callender with a hat-trick in their win on Monday night as we said last year a couple of times a hat-trick in the greatest cup competition in the world is always fantastic and Adam is, is feeling pretty good of it, about his side and their start to the season
5: I can't think a really performed when we played down at Loxwood in the first leg and to um bring them back to our place on the Monday night. There's a bit of a crowd there as well and to get the win there, uh, it's really good for the lads.
0: And nine, go- nine goals in <laughs> two home games as well, you, you've got to be pleased.
5: Yeah, yeah. i like, <laughs> got to, uh, get a lot of stick, obviously, um, regarding the way my teams play and that we're not very attractive. And um, I think that showed a few people last night, we can do both sides of the game. We're uh, very good defensively and like I said, we uh, scored nine goals in two games, which has uh, been really good and it's been nice to be uh, leading for once. We've been five games before that, we've had to come from behind and uh, we've had good spells in the last two games, for, uh, 20 minutes, half hour, and we've uh, obviously dominated and got what we deserved.
0: The hat-trick for Stedman Calendar last night, it's, it's always pleasing to, to get a hat-trick in the most famous cup competition in the world.
5: Yeah, it is. It's good for Stevan as well. He's uh, he struggled pre-season with a little bit of a knock and injuries and he's uh been patient to wait to get his chance on the side. And uh, I think he was, um, he rewarded us last night with a hat-trick and you know, I'm really happy for him to be honest.
0: And you've got either Spelthorne or Rains Park in the next round. Do you go and watch that game tonight or do you just wait and see? Yeah,
5: game? yeah. Some, someone will be there tonight from the club um and having a look. Uh, Obviously we've got Mick Wyman who's our scout. He's a uh, really good he, he, he'll be there tonight watching them and doing our homework ready for Saturday we'll be in tomorrow training and I should have the report back tomorrow morning with what we need to work on and how we can nullify them
0: and I suppose you've obviously got you know a team from the combined counties league so it's the same level as you so you've got to be confident going into Saturday haven't you whoever you get
5: yeah we're going against anyone and we're confident that we can get the right result um, like I said it's the FA Cup anything can happen uh, we we'll are travel down there we'll do everything uh, professionally as we normally do and hopefully we can come back with the right result.
0: And obviously the, the, the Cup brings with it financial reward. And, and for a club like Gareth, that's so important, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it's massive. Obviously a lot goes on behind the scenes with uh, obviously Mark, Dean, Steve Holly uh, and all the committee trying to raise funds as much as they can. And obviously it's a little bit, the players can give it a little bit back here because obviously it's great financially for the club. Uh, if we can get a win Saturday, it would be exceptional. But we haven't banked on that money. We never bank on the FA Cup money because you can go out first round. So We are quite um, financially stable as a club, but every little helps.
0: And how's it going back in Erith?
5: Yeah, superb. It's nice to be back. The pitch is absolutely beautiful. A lot of hard work's gone on behind the scenes again by the committee. Uh, It's nice to be back playing in the local community, back at your home stadium. And we've been averaging uh, 80, 90 for Gates, which is really good. So it's just now about letting people know that we are back there and that the community can come and watch the local football club.
0: And I suppose you've not had much of a great start in the league, You're just the one win so far. But at the moment, the, the Cups have to be the priority for the clubs like here, don't
5: they? Yeah, obviously your league is the be butter, but the Cups are massive as well. It's a nice little bonus. I think if we, um, we've we got three Cup games, the uh, next three games, we've got obviously the FA Cup, and then we've got the London Cup on Monday and then the FA Vars the following Saturday. Uh, we haven't started great in the league, but it's a, it's a new team that we've put together. It was eight or nine new players that started last night, so it's going to be tough. They're going to take time to gel, and we've been unlucky in the games we've had. Uh, a couple of decisions have not gone our way in certain games that may have changed games. But we're, um, I think, we're becoming good, and I think we've been, we've shown that in the last two games that we can, we can uh, reach our potential as much it, as we can.
0: It's one of those things, and you say there, you know, that you have got a, a, a sort of new look team. But the, the, the fact that the cup and the vase start so early is is so important that you hit the ground running, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it is, it is. We need to um we need to make sure we're we at our first league game we lost a newly promoted uh, case ball, which I was disappointed with and we learned a lot from that game and I think we just need a little bit of uh Luck to go away, and I think against Arundel on Saturday, the first goal after 30 seconds was one of them that took, took an age to go over the line. It was quite a fluky goal, and I think that was maybe luck that we needed, and we built in confidence from there. So we had a good we had a good draw against Glebe, and what I will say about these players that we got, we come from behind against Glebe. We come from behind and won against Mirstead. We came from two. We was 2 nil down with 15 minutes to go against Fisher. And they got it back to 2-2. We was losing at Lockswood up until the last five minutes. So they never die Actually, he's there with the players. And I think they just now, that might be the little kick-on we've had.
0: Um, Back in Erith, do, doing well and, and nine goals in two cup games over the weekend. Fantastic for Erith Town. Yeah, exactly.
1: I've only played to play at the same ground. I've been to Erith Town and seen them in the FA Cup. When David's famous run when they uh, knocked Gillingham out of the FA Cup. They started at Erith Town. It was like a, a sports centre and there was a bit of a, um, a shot put sort of corner. Um, I don't know if they still play the same ground. Do you
0: know? I don't know off the top of my head, actually. I know that they obviously have been away um, and now they're back playing in Erith, um after a couple of years out and about. I'm actually Googling it as we speak. If that's
1: Erith okay. Stadium, that was. It was yeah. like a sports centre sort of. And you're quite away from the pitch, so um, yeah, you know, sort of day with that. But again, now that was the second qualifying round, so yeah, again, again, I always admire these managers because you know, they, you know, they've all got other jobs and they're still, you know, working around their club. They've got a really good opportunity again to get through to the next round, and, and what? Why? It's going to be tough for them. Again, there are some of these sides we don't know too much about when they play at this round, and if they could, if they're not in um, this sort of the scaffold or in the Devon Botic South East, it's going to be tough for them. But it gets the players who've got a chance. Do they actually know they're playing
0: yet? Yeah, they do. They're playing Spellthorn, who were the victors in the replay um, on Tuesday evening. Spellthorn? And the no. thing for for them is that they're they're at the same level as Erith. They're in the Combined Counties League. So there's every possibility that Irith can get. We, we know the Scafford is quite a strong league. You know, we see teams normally do quite well when they get promoted from it so I think that there's absolutely nothing for them to fear on Saturday when they go to Spelthorne. and um, even if they have to end up at a replay at the Irith Sports Centre and um, then it'll be good for, it'll be good for them and and you know it's one of those isn't it they I know that they they need the money from the cup run certainly more than Corinthian do but even just to have a cup run is good and, and to get to this stage and play a team at the same level as you that's that's as good as you can hope for I think.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, exactly. I, I was like, Spellform Sports, I don't know anything about them. Again, everything have done their homework, on them. they'll go there and get a result. Then you're in the second qualifying round. And again, as I said before, you know, anything can happen. I say You could get something from the same level because it will be side get through the same level if they can do it. Tough game, I would have thought, but there's no reason why they can't get through. And I, and I think, well, we've got a couple of derbies, so um, we're going to lose some candidates. Looking at it on paper, John, I think we're going to have a f- quite a few sides in the second qualifying round. When, of course, the uh, national south sides come into it.
0: Exactly. I'm just looking up where Spellthorn is, and it says it's in Spellthorn. I don't know where that is. Um, over by Sunbury Common, um, just the other side of the M3. So quite a long trip through it. Um, yep. on Saturday, but I say they've got nothing to fear when they go over there. It's not too far from the other Ashford, and it's it's quite damning. Oh, yeah that when I search things on Google, all these football clubs come up and I can just see Ashford Sports Club stains and all that when I'm searching for them. Um, but yeah, we are going to lose a couple of teams, obviously, over the course of the week uh, in the FA Cup. But we're in such good shape having, a, having this many teams get through and, and looking forward to seeing how everyone gets on Saturday. And then, of the course, the draw, which will be held on Monday to see who makes it through. In the FA Vars last weekend, which was the focus for most of those Southern Countries East League teams, uh, Beersted, Tunbridge Wells, Town, Corinthian, Glee K-Sports, Canterbury, Lordswood, Punjab, Sporting Club, Thamesmead and Sheppey United all made it through. But that does, of course, mean, Matt, that our new favourite Brazilian team, Fire United, Christian, did bow out, losing 2-0 to Lordswood. Um, so, good day for them. But obviously, as we're a Kent non-league podcast, we're obviously delighted that Lordswood have made it through.
1: It looks like the fire was doused out, wasn't it? ho, <laughs> ho!
0: Is is that it? Have you got nothing else to add apart from that terrible pun? Well, I've just thought it
1: top of my head. That's a quick going, I think. No, so, yeah, the fire's out. The fire's out,
0: mate. Move on. Indeed. Um, some teams obviously have league games at the weekend in the Southern Counties East League. Uh, Deal Town host Glebe. Fisher take on Sheppard United. It's K-Sports against Chatham and Rustall against Punjab. Um, in the National League South on Saturday, Dartford lost a game... Four defeats in five for them as they lost two at St Albans. Welling United beat Oxford City 3-2 at Parkview Road. Um, this weekend, the Darts are at home to Eastbourne, while Welling goes to Chelmsford, who haven't started brilliantly. Um, another interesting week in the National League South as well elsewhere. And I guess the only hope for some of these teams is that while the circus goes on at other places, they can just focus on their football, yeah? Yeah, I
1: mean, Darth, a big game for Dart. Brought Charlie Sheringham back into the club for his third spell. It seems to be that, when I spoke to somebody yesterday about Darford that they've lost a lot of goals. You've lost Pew, you've lost Pavey, and Bradbrook, with his business commitments, he might not be able to play every game, no longer captain, so you're taking a lot of goals out of that side.
0: I lost Ryan Hayes as well.
1: Ryan Hayes, of course, yeah, your, your main assist merchant. So, um, you know, Delano, Sam York, I've critical of him before, I don't think he's a goal scorer. Sheringham's come back. Sheringham's probably not the player he was four or five years ago, or even before that, but... He can do a job for them, but it's a tough game against Eastbourne. Eastbourne um, are doing quite well this season as well. And, and Welling, we said it on paper. Welling's squad is a playoff easily side and showed a bit of character. I think they were pegged back a couple of times against uh, um, against Oxford. But it's a test format at Chelmsford. See where we can go. But I, yeah, I, I still I'm still more confident about Welling than I am about the darts.
0: Indeed. Well, let's talk about other places that you're probably not confident in. A stinking weekend for our uh, national league teams. Uh, Obviously, they all played on Saturday and Tuesday. We've got three points in total. Uh, one on Saturday and uh, the two on Tuesday came from a 1-1 draw between Dover and Ebbsweet. We'll talk about those, that game shortly. Um, Maidstone, under Steve Watt, lost 1-0 twice against Gateshead and then against Sutton. Um, Bromley fought back from 2-0 down on Saturday to get a point at Maidenhead. Two goals in stoppage time. Then they lost to Barnet on Tuesday night. Um, Barnett came six points in Kent this week as they also won at Dover on Saturday. Um, As we speak, Matt, quarter to two here on Wednesday afternoon, Chris Kinnear is the favourite for the Maidstone job. Now, personally, I don't think that seems like the right fit. And I don't know if you know anything or if there's anything you can even say if you did know anything. But something about that just doesn't sit right with me and I can't see that one happening. The bookmaker's
1: six to four he was, I think, earlier today. Um, Chris Kinnear is under pressure um, if he'd have lost to Eversley heavily yesterday he may have even lost his job at Dover um, Dover got a tough game this weekend so he may not necessarily be at the mire at Dover um, I think Dover I said before maybe should stick with him um, from that but if Maystone come um, yeah, it seems to be that Maystone wants somebody who knows his level who can build teams and that's what well Chris Kinnear can build teams but all the players don't leave in the summer um, Maystone again they gave out a lot of two year contracts didn't they Um at the start of uh, this season, so they'll have players next year. Kinnear, he's not on a contract today, but so he can walk away from Dover at any point. Probably, I thought he would have a chat with him. That's probably all I can say at the moment on that point of view. He'll have a chat and see if it's if it's for him. Um, Sol Campbell has been linked with the position, but I don't think they'll go down that route. Gary Hill was at Dover yesterday, so if you put two and two together, you can make 22 of what are these various... Ramifications going on, but Chris Kinnear, what can I say? If he goes to Maidstone, good luck to him. If he stays at Dable, which I hope he does, we can move on. But again, I think for any of the clubs out there, Maidstone, you think they should make an appointment pretty quick. They've got Sulford away on Saturday, so if you are a new manager going in. Would you want that as your first game?
0: Well, it's a double-edged sword, that not it? Because you either say to yourself, right, well, d- I'm going to go in and there's no expectation of me to get a to get a result. So it's actually not a bad first game. But on the flip side, if you go up there and get a shoe in, that's a terrible first game. So I don't know how I'd feel about that, but it would be a no pressure sort of encounter for whoever uh, gets that job if they make that appointment. And you would think they don't want to hang around too much before making the appointment, wouldn't you? Yeah,
1: Gates are a tough place to go, you know, considering in the last minute. Sutton are a good side, Lafayette, good player. I think... Um, as I said before I didn't think that Maystone signings they had in the summer particularly in the strike force were anybody scoring goals they had Lafayette last season Lafayette he's not a 25 goal a season man he, he, he's a to me he's a 10 to 15 goal a season man but what else he brings to the play his link up plays good he's a good leader good, good pro in the dressing room that's the kind of signs I think they maybe could have gone to him. probably not. probably can't afford him because Sutton probably paid a little bit more money. So, yeah, I, I think for Maidstone's sake, you probably need to make an appointment. Right, we're going again. Galvanise the fans, the gate was a little bit disappointing yesterday as well. Was it 1,800? You don't really expect that uh, from Maidstone. You always expect 2-1, two, 2-2 two, two, two on the gate. So they'll be looking at it. It's a big decision to make for Maidstone. W- what do they go? Do they go a young man or do they go down the Caneer route? Perhaps interesting this, times.
0: Yeah, perhaps this time next week we'll, we'll have more of an idea because obviously no midweek games next week in the... Yeah, uh,
1: you'll see a lot of club, you know. If they were going to pull the trigger on Kinnear, you're probably not going to do it when you've got back-to-back games because they, they've been struggling. And again, you've got a week now and then a lot of chairman will look at it and see what they're going to do. Dover lose lose to Chesterfield, Kinnear could be in trouble again because it always find if, if there's a bit of pressure for you, you're going to be losing your job you win one, but then you lose one and lose another one, the pressure, it never goes away unless you can go on a really good run. So, pressure's going to be on for, for Kinnear there, but Chesterfield, even worse form than Dover, so that should be an absolute classic. I mean.
0: Yeah, it does That's sound like it. We'll, we'll sure move on been. then and talk about Dover against Semperley. I know you had uh, very low expectations before the game. Obviously, we saw each other on Monday night and, and you weren't particularly looking forward to it, but your have always got a point, Matt. You must be pleased with that. Stop the rot at the very least.
1: Stop the rot, I think, and um, we showed some spirit and endeavor and commitment so which which is the more, the most pleasing we look at again we were a bit unlucky because defensively we've been so over the shot it was a disappointing goal to concede it was a deflection nothing we can do about that absolutely boss again but from an absolute point of view they made a lot of changes Kebwell went out of the side Drury went out of the side i think Dover were there for the taking, for obviously. Once they went one and up after 12 minutes, I think it was, you could see the Dover players visibly droop a little bit. And then from the other teams who've come to Dover have finished them off in that period in the first half. And maybe Dover were there. I think, you know, they have Queen and Cheek playing. Cheek didn't have a great game. McQueen was uh, buzzing around a little bit. But that's the kind of game Cadwell who had one good chance near the end, should have played. So they gave him a little, well, maybe Dover deserved a little bit of... Um, respect from that but again they made too many changes and I'm a fan of changes because Chris Kinnear could be the Dover manager could be the Mason manager he's not a real fan of making changes but down the every week he makes three or four A because he's got a big squad and a quality squad he probably players games but in this particular situation maybe um, they're at home on Saturdays so and they haven't got to travel too far maybe he could have played the likes of Kedwell and think right once we get it Dover if we get one we can get two with the extra quality they have in the pitch. They didn't do that. So maybe Dover got a lead off against that because it took some chances, even though Dover could have snuck it in the late on. Maybe gave them a little bit too much respect. But that Dover now got to utilise this, going to Chesterfield and getting that. Only conceding one, very good start. Defensively, Diara came in, looked solid as well. So yeah, it, I'm well, do I sound more positive than I did on Monday night?
0: Yeah, you really do, actually. So it was, it was nice that they got a point. And, and when I saw the score, <laughs> I was pleased. For you, rather than oh, anything else.
1: That, that's nice, mate. That's nice. I'm, I appreciate it. No, but, you know, I had a smile when I walked out and we had a, a bit of a laugh with a few people. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that everything's fine, everything's crazy. It's going to be a long-hard season unless you can bring some more players in. But they've got to utilise this now and try and get some. It's going to be tough at Chesterfield. But next home game, you've got to be beating Solihull. Solihull are doing well. But that's, you've just got to take it on and go from there. Whoever could be in charge.
0: And um, on of street, you mentioned him there, Michael Cheek. Hasn't really got going yet, has he? And, and I guess he's not played every game, but Epsweet obviously have, have paid some money for him and, and they'll be possibly disappointed with the return or is it just he's finding his way and getting used to a new system and it is difficult to move on the eve of the season as he did?
1: Yeah, I think not being in the um, pre-season probably doesn't help with it. And speaking of Charles Webster, who was summarising with us yesterday the Epsweet thing, and he said they have to play a little bit different with G Cup and they have to play... Cheek and McQueen because McQueen is absolutely lightning the, the job is that Cheek's got to flick the ball on and McQueen runs onto it with Kedwell, Kedwell always comes short for the ball and, and links up the players play a little bit different Cheek didn't really work out for him. Whiteley lovely player lovely player Corey Whiteley good feet good movement you can see that and I think maybe their best formation they would have on this is probably stick Kedwell if he can play the games at 35 and have Whiteley with him because Whiteley can buzz around and he's got lovely feet so I think Cheek's you know he needs to get a goal under his belt from there. But it could be a sign he's going to be on the bench for a while. And that'll be interesting to see how he
0: gets on. Yeah, home to Gateshead on Saturday evening. 5.15 kick off our fleet. As we've already heard, Maidstone go to Salford. Matt's boys go to Chesterfield. And Bromley travel to Aldershot. So plenty of tough games for our National League teams um, this weekend. And it's it's so disappointing to see our teams kind of floundering. We had a couple of weeks like this last season where we didn't get a lot of return from our National League teams. But over the weekend, it was just downright depressing looking at the National League uh, scores as they were coming in, to be honest with you, Matt.
1: Yeah, I probably got a good result there, but you know, didn't follow it up against Barnet. Barnet, you know, they beat Dover on Saturday. I don't think they would well be. There's David Goat from two goals, so. but John still knows what he's doing. And Barnett, who didn't start particularly back, four wins on the spin, are now up in the table and uh, looking up rather than down. So, yeah, we need a little bit more consistency, I think, don't we, somewhere down the line. And maybe that will come, and maybe new players coming in, new manager at Maidstone. We've got to refresh that squad. So, yeah, inter- I think it's interesting times for a lot of our clubs. I still think Ed will be up there. Um, and again, some of them think they've got a chance to win the league. Um, yeah, it's quite a tight bunched league. So, again, Gates said home, they need to sort the home form out. They should be able to beat them. But it'd be interesting times. You know, I know at the start of the season, I didn't think any Kent sides get in the playoffs. And maybe. Um, I still think League will be our there, but I still think it could be, a, could be a, a struggle more mid-table
0: for the rest of us. Indeed. Well, that's pretty much it from this week's uh, Kenton on League podcast, um, which has been a, a cracking show. And obviously, thanks to all the managers, all four of them, who gave up their time to have a chat with us um, ahead of the show. And obviously, huge good luck to all of our teams in the FA Cup this weekend. Obviously, uh, we know a couple of them. We're, we're going to lose a couple of teams. but So in those two games, I guess all we can say is... Uh, May the best team win. I'm not sure when we'll be with you next week for a couple of various reasons. It probably depends on how many FA Cup replays there are, um, if I'm brutally honest with you. I've got the weekend off this weekend. I'm actually going to spend my Saturday night with some giraffes, um, genuinely. And Matt, no no game for you either at the moment, I don't think.
1: Uh, I've heard a text saying, are you available? So I could be going somewhere. So um, I will find out from that where it will be. But uh, yeah, it's all, um, it's all good, John. Yeah, and... Um... Yeah, well, I I've been a bit more upbeat than last week and uh, we move on and, yeah, we move on upwards and onwards.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks, for everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the Kent Non-League Podcast. As always, you can find us on social media at Kent NL Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook. We are at Kent Non-League. You can also drop us a line by email. Why not do that? Um, JohnPhipps81 at Outlook.com is still the email address because I still haven't managed to get around to changing that to something that's actually slightly more generic and related to the podcast rather than related just to me. Um, but, yeah, thanks, for everyone, for listening. And we shall see you all next week.
1: I've got a quality fox shot, I can I
0: can impress the judges.